Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning and welcome to Tuesday. I'm Erin Allen and this is The Rundown. We got a little glimpse yesterday into what type of leader Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson is going to be, especially when it comes to union ranks. He joined a picket line at Chicago State University and gave a speech in solidarity with the faculty members who are on strike. He said he's, quote, prepared to collaborate with all of the stakeholders to make sure that you all get a fair contract and that the services that the Chicago State University provides, that those services are delivered, end quote. Crane's Chicago Business is reporting that this might be the first time in living memory that a Chicago mayor or mayor-elect has joined an active strike, especially one that involves a state university whose budgets are overseen by the governor's office. Now, last week, Johnson and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker met for about an hour, and they said they hoped to forge a solid partnership and push common goals. But Cranes is predicting that this move by Johnson at Chicago State might put him at odds with the governor's administration. Pritzker's office did not respond to a request from Cranes to comment on Johnson's attendance. Meanwhile, today is the seventh day that faculty at Chicago State have been on strike, and Johnson's attendance could be a boon for their bargaining power. This is Black Maternal Health Week, which means a few organizations are raising awareness about health issues and mortality among Black birthing people. And my colleague, Araceli Gomez-Aldana, is reporting on a medical center on the South Side that's using technology to actually address some of these issues. The University of Chicago Medicine's program, Stamp HTN, uses telehealth to increase postpartum follow-ups and monitor patients after giving birth. And it mostly serves Black parents. The program also offers them education services. Sarush Rana is with UChicago Medicine. She says one reason Black women are twice as likely to experience severe mental health morbidity than white patients is because of healthcare access. When we started out, our rates of postpartum follow-up was 30% in African-American women um, and 55% in white women. But once we moved to telehealth, there was no disparity. It went up to 76% in white, but 76% in black, too. There are currently 4,300 women enrolled in the program. So a few months ago, I talked about the decade-plus-long efforts of many organizations and community activists in Chicago that led to areas in Bronzeville being designated as national heritage areas. Well, now the nonprofit Preservation Chicago has been working on a more local designation for some historic buildings downtown. This would be a landmark designation. The process takes several months, and my colleague Adora Gade is reporting that it's going to get started this week. A building called the Warehouse on South Jefferson Street and the Century and the Consumers Buildings on State Street could become landmarks before 2023 is over. Preservation Chicago is going to give presentations on the three buildings to the Commission on Chicago Landmarks Thursday afternoon. If the commission approves this initial step, the director of Preservation Chicago, Ward Miller, says the buildings will get protection as they go through the landmark process. This is to preserve the integrity of the three structures as it winds its way through the landmarks process, which is very involved. 
The Century and Consumers buildings were designed by two of the city's most famous architecture firms. And that building, the warehouse, is considered the birthplace of house music. And before we get to this strangely warm weather, a few quick hits. There was a mass shooting at a bank in Louisville, Kentucky yesterday morning, and five people were killed, including the gunman, who was a 23-year-old man that police say was an employee of the bank. Kentucky's Democratic governor, Andy Bashir said he lost a close friend in the shooting. NPR is reporting that Governor Bashir said right now, quote, conversation should be focused on honoring the people who died. And people commuting in Chicago can expect some problems getting around Grant Park this summer when the NASCAR street race comes to downtown. The race is on July 1st and 2nd, but the pre-race setup will start in June and is going to cause road closures on Lakeshore Drive, restricted street parking, and bus line reroutes. Breakdown of racetrack barriers and more are expected to be completed two weeks after the race weekend. And as a reminder, tax day is one week away. Make sure you file by next Tuesday. Or if you don't quite have everything together, maybe file for an extension. And now for the weather, another beautiful day, actually unseasonably beautiful. It's going up to the mid-70s this afternoon, partly sunny, partly cloudy with some wind, down to the mid-50s tonight. And the National Weather Service is predicting a high close to 80 degrees tomorrow. Strong southwest winds also tomorrow, which could possibly lead to brush and grass fires in more rural areas of Illinois. But as for Chicago, Weather Service meteorologist Ricky Casto is saying we should enjoy this rare string of consecutively warm and dry days. While 80 degrees is not uh, explicitly forecast, the, the possibility is certainly there, but it's definitely not as common to get a longer stretch like this. So just to provide some context there that we're basically looking at about 20 plus degrees above normal for highs. Now, some of y'all don't want to hear this, myself included, but Casto says there is going to be a cold front next week and it is spring after all. So it's really too early for us to see these 75 and 80 degree days linger for too long. And that's it for The Rundown today. Thank you for listening. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.